0: Welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Sam master is here and you still have not taken off your shoes. Every day to define man's mission. Yeah. the sky for divine transmission. Yeah. Death man's vision makes a blind man listen. Yeah. Eyes on the prize, this is blind Thank you. Welcome to another edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Serial Sensei. We are on episode number 155. As always, you can give this podcast a listen on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube and a bunch of other places that we probably are that I don't feel like mentioning. <laughs> um, give us a shout-out and a look on social media at the Dojo Talk Podcast Facebook page, as well as the Dojo Talk Podcast Instagram page. Send questions to Dojo Talk Podcast at yahoo.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Serial Sensei, and you can follow the Antaku also at GC Zeus, and follow me on Twitch at Serial Sensei also. After two weeks, we're back. And as always, I'm joined with my co-host, Cool. What's going on, man?
1: Well this is good, bruh. Uh it's breakout. Yeah. I'm like that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know where you guys are in the world, but um yeah, winter uh is coming. And uh them, uh, them thirty degree days crept up really, really, really quick. Like, like really, really quick, no notice. Just you just woke up one day and, yeah, straight brick outside. I knew it was gonna be a bad week when I got in my car, and my tire pressure light was on. I was like, oh yeah, it's cold. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> that's that's that. I'm not even putting. I, I'm not even putting the air in the tire. I'm just gonna let it. I'm not doing this every morning. I don't care. <laughs> I just. I don't care.
1: And either it'll pop or bugging it'll get me with the where i want to go
0: yeah so glad <laughs> it's, you just gotta take chances sometimes <laughs> you just gotta take chances
1: sometimes safety isn't worth it you
0: know yeah you know it's all about comfort until the car breaks down but cross that road when we get there exactly it's
1: future <laughs> that's his problem right
0: <laughs> but so uh it's been you know a little bit since we've been here two weeks i've been on my staycation i'm technically still on staycation but it ends uh rather soon and i don't want to talk about it i'm really sad i have to be back to work bright and early on tuesday morning so by the time you guys hear this i'll probably be back at a desk crunching numbers blah (laughs) but um so i decided while i was on staycation i've been working on a lot of stuff man you know still being productive getting getting a lot of a lot of work done Uh, part of that work uh, we're going to make a little some some little slight adjustments to the show um, try to make things a little more concise, trim off some fat a little bit, make make it a little easier for us to record, we can get in it, get in it, yeah, we can get in here and get out of here quicker, you guys can get in and get out of here quicker, uh, hopefully we won't keep you for, for three plus hours, um, but still keep, you know, good content. So we trimmed some fat, added a couple new segments, so just to let you guys know how uh, things will run, hopefully from here on out, as long as this runs smoothly, um, well, I will wait.
1: laugh my ass off if this <laughs> podcast goes five hours.
0: <laughs> I was thinking that beforehand too. Like <laughs> I do all this outline, and it's like, oh no no, still here for three hours and thirty minutes. <laughs> but so basically, how the show is gonna go? You know, we'll come in, we'll do our intro spiel, blah 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 blah. Uh, we'll give you guys a rundown of what we'll be covering for the day. Um, I introduced a new segment called What's On Your Mind, which is kind of something we've already been doing. I'm just making it an actual segment. Um, But we'll do like a quick little warm-up banner of just, you know, any non-MMA-related topics we want to briefly just kind of brush over before we get started. And then, as always, we'll jump into news and notes. But for news and notes, we're going to keep things kind of trim. Like, it, sometimes it's just there's too much to cover. So, the anti-cool will pick maybe one or two news stories. I'll pick one news story and maybe like a fight announcement, but I'm not running through we're gonna try not to run through the gauntlet anymore, you know. We can't get to everything, man. We just some weeks there's just there's way too much to get to and we'd be here forever, you'd be here forever. And we don't want that for any of us. So we're just gonna pick the things that we really actually care to talk about. Um so that'll be how news and notes will be done. Uh then we'll have the dojo breakdown, which will be us just, you know, breaking down the cards. Um, we'll do a segment called the prelim spotlight where instead of breaking down every single preliminary fight, we'll just pick one or two that, you know, we think are worth your watch, maybe slightly go over them and then we'll just kind of move on. And then we'll do upcoming cards, which we always do every episode, let you guys know what, you know, fights and fisticuffs will be happening in the upcoming weeks. Uh, and then we will do the fight recommendation, which, uh, is a new segment where we'll either recommend a fight, uh, past, Or present that you should watch, or or if we don't have a specific fight picked out, uh, we'll just recommend you a fighter that maybe you should keep an eye on, and then we'll close out the show. So, that being said, as far as the uh, rundown today, we are going to cover UFC 244, Masvidal versus Diaz. Talk a little bit of Canelo uh, versus Kovalev. Uh, and then we'll briefly run through uh, PFL, which had a card last week. And we'll also give a, a brief run through also of Invicta. What, what uh, number was that? I can't remember what number that was.
1: Uh, I want to say it was 38.
0: There we go. Invicta FC 38. So those will be the uh, fights and cards that we uh, cover. But before we get to that, let's, uh, let's kick this off with a new segment, man. Uh, Antaku. Cool. What what is on your mind this week?
1: Um I was going to cuz we both saw the movie this week. Yeah, I going to talk about
0: we can go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I was
1: I, I was going to talk about Parasite, but then I realized there are a bunch of people out there who haven't seen it yet. So, I'm going to talk about uh, it. We're going to talk about
0: it. I'm not not going to spoil it, but yeah, that that's All what right. I had on my mind.
1: All right. So, if you have not seen um god, I can't not pronounce this man's name.
0: Uh his name is Bong Joon-ho. The
1: director ba- Yes, Bong uh Ho's movie *Parasite*. Please go see it. It's fucking amazing. Um, like I, I can't. If if you've seen his other films like *Snowpiercer*, *The Host*, *Okja*, um, Ak- wait *Okja*, Okja? yeah. Um, what was the other one? Uh, *Memories of Murder*. If you haven't seen, like, if you've seen his other films, like, this probably will come as less as it will probably come as less of a shock to you but like the movie balances tones really well yeah like because like halfway through yeah just about halfway through it just takes a hard-ass turn and goes into a incredibly
0: weird place and just uh, i'm on imdb I'm, i'm just gonna read the little uh (laughs) blurb which really doesn't give you a lot to go off of to be honest um but it just says all unemployed uh key tech's family takes a peculiar interest in the wealthy and glamorous parts for their livelihood until they get entangled in an unexpected incident and to be honest like that's as much as you can kind of say about this movie without really spoiling and getting into the nitty-gritty but um
1: Uh, so when i i didn't know about this movie until um I guess Monday, because my friend, uh, he's an AMC A-List Stubbs member, whatever the hell it's called, and we uh, got us uh tickets to see some unnamed 2020 summer action movie. Um, like, y- you know how sometimes they do, like, the promotional stuff where they'll release a movie before it's done with production? Like, right. they haven't even edited in all the CGI yet? But he forgot to sign us up. So we ended up seeing like he was like, "Oh, I want to see the parasite." So we ended up seeing the parasite the next day. Um, and the way he pitched the film to me, like he I, I don't think he had an idea what the like the um the theme was, well, he was like, oh, it's a film about somebody who invades these other people's lives and becomes like leeches on them, which like you 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 mentioned that they're unemployed, like which kind of rubbed me the wrong way We're, okay, like so like these, or people are just gonna leech off of these like richer people. Um and that's not really what it's about. Strangely enough. Um I mean it kinda is, but it, it kinda it is, isn't. Yeah,
0: it, it is, but it isn't.
1: It isn't.
0: The the I do like the phrasing that the title is parasite though. Yeah. Like you um, Yeah, yeah, can't can't. It's it's very <laughs> apt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um like oof it, it, it's
1: it's really good. Like, I guess
0: all, all all I can really say is they they list this in in terms of genre as a comedy slash drama slash thriller, and it legit hits on all three of those points.
1: It, it should be no it's a dark comedy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I, like you won't. I don't think you get like you'll get that at first, but it is a dark comedy.
0: I definitely laughed in the first half of the movie.
1: Oh, dude, I, I laughed through the whole yeah, thing.
0: That there was a lot of finessing. <laughs> it was. Yeah, but like there's a point in the movie where it takes a hard left turn and then for me suddenly I was like, Oh, this isn't funny anymore. <laughs> it's getting real like like, oh, like, okay. I see I see where we're going. It's it's really hard to go into detail about this movie without really spoiling it, but Yeah. Um But
1: uh, it's a it is a recommendation, go see yeah. it. It's I
0: definitely recommend. Go go watch it if it's in your local theater. If it ends up popping up on Netflix somewhere down the line, definitely give it a watch, man. That that movie is, it was really really good. So that is Parasite, directed by Bong Juho. Ho. Oh, and you haven't seen uh, Snowpiercer. Go watch Snowpiercer. Awesome movie.
1: Haven't seen Snowpiercer.
0: Ah, so good. Some really and, bad at and, movies. movie. Ending was kind of a little weird. I need to watch the. I didn't really understand the ending, but the the movie itself was it was it was amazing it was really good but yeah so the, i guess we both had the same uh what's on your mind because that's exactly what i wanted to talk about <laughs> well, <laughs> was well I, w- I was going to
1: talk about uh hebo con but i can do that any week
0: <laughs> yeah well, we'll see we'll save that oh man i, meant to mention <laughs> I went to it. it's it's so hard to come back this week because there's so much that's happened since the last time we recorded i went to my first con a couple of weeks ago i spent a lot of money on comic books and I went broke but it was a great time but you know what show must go on i'd be here all day talking about that <laughs> but um oh real quick before we go to the news and notes forgot shout out to the listeners man um the folk twitter folk wherever you are in the world east coast west coast we appreciate you share like subscribe do all the good stuff top listeners for the week canton georgia number one portland oregon number two mountain view uh ah, mountain view california number three way Vietnam. Number four, number five, Ben, Bin Ben, bin, bin, Bengaluru, India. Probably said that completely wrong, and they'll never come back. But I tried. I tried. These people, like, did you just say
1: Vietnam?
0: Yeah, I don't know how they. <laughs> I don't know what link you clicked on to get here. But uh, you know, stick around. We we definitely want you here. Don't don't leave. Maybe they listen to like a one card. That might have been them. I feel like that'd be a Vietnamese listen would we'll check out a one card. I don't know. But wherever you are, man, we appreciate you. Share it with a coworker, friend, uh, family member. Holidays coming up. You can just play it at the uh, dinner table and they'll probably kick you out, but that's that's fine. You know, it's all it's all about spreading the good word. Um So with that being said, Move on to uh, news and notes for the week. And like I said, moving forward, not really going to run the gauntlet of news. going to pick things that we actually care to talk about. And fight announcements will be lumped into this as well. Um, so I have two fight announcements and then two kind of quick FYI's <coughs> the news. Um, fight announcements that I'm pretty excited for that will be upcoming soon um, at UFC 245. Jeff Neal versus Mike Perry. Violence on violence. Hands on hands. Definitely, definitely looking forward to that. And at UFC Washington, D.C. Uh, we'll have Rob Font versus Ricky Simone. Uh, another fight probably will be hands on hands. Uh, two fights that I envision probably won't need to go the distance. Um, there's some other fight announcements that I'm pretty sure I've missed, but those are the two that really uh, kind of stuck out to me that I thought would be really dope. And
1: oh, uh, oh. that that that's a derail you real quick. But did did was Aldo, Moraes and Faber Jan announced while we were on break? Mm, Yeah.
0: Forgot about that.
1: Yeah. Those are going down at UFC 245 on the main card. So. Oh, yeah. oh, I mean,
0: oh.
1: Sad. Those are sad boy fights for if you're a WEC fan. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Part of me got hyped for Aldo Moraes until like. I saw a picture of Aldo recently cutting at 135. And he looked
1: like TJ trying to cut the
0: 125. (laughs) He looks like his soul is just about to leave his body from this weight cut. It it does not look good, man. It does not look good. But, hey, man, I guess it is what it is. I'm just saying, should have went up a weight class. We could have tried this Pettis fight out. Maybe if he was not at, at like a catch weight or something. I don't know, man. Going down to thirty five, probably not a good look. But it is what it is. Uh as far as news, I just got two quick pieces of news. Uh one that I didn't hear anybody uh mention until I just randomly came across it. Uh I'm not sure how much I'll watch this, but I thought it was just worth of mention uh that the Dana White Contender series is going to Asia in twenty twenty. Um that huge um, performance Center Institute that they have over there in Shanghai is going to be the host. So, yeah, that was the plan all along. Yeah, uh, continuing that break into the Asian market, uh, which is kind of interesting considering <laughs> a lot of stuff been going on in China lately and other sports that ain't been so well.
1: I'm, re- I really like it. Won't happen because M- like M- like for whatever reason, MMA seems to only attract like. Gym rats? Not gym rats. Um, like... Yeah, yeah, gym rats. Like, people who, like, literally, outside of fighting, they don't really do much else. Or if they do, they're like Kobe Covington. But I'm really waiting for someone to be, like, Free Taiwan or Free Hong Kong on uh, on Twitter and see what happens.
0: Dana White probably get him out of there.
1: It depends on who it is. Like... Problem is, I don't think anybody with any type of cares even a little bit.
0: Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. But I just thought I was interested in know because we've been talking about that for a while now on this podcast about the UFC, you know, trying to break into the Chinese market and wow, they finally you know, have a champion. Yeah. Yep, you got Compared. a champion. You got an institute over there, and now you got this contender series, which I'm pretty sure will turn out some some talent. So. And I mean, it's in China, like <coughs> bless excuse me. me. Thank you. If you're in China, they're gonna have a never ending pool, probably if fires to pull from with all those people over there. So just just keep an eye out on that. Um, and the last piece of news, something that made me smile yesterday. LFA man are finally back. They have a broadcast deal. They'll be on UFC Fight Pass. Uh, this is pretty much effective immediately. So their last two cards of the year, which will be L F A seventy eight and seventy nine. Um, you will be able to watch on Fight Pass. To me, this made sense, pretty much considering that most, most of the, the champs in LFA at some point end up getting the UFC call, albeit they, they give them the short notice setup. But they make it there regardless. It's, it's almost kind of like a, a feeder league. And even if they don't go to the UFC, um, some of them will end up in Bellator, like, uh, Jason Jackson, who was on the last, uh, Bellator card, who had a really good fight against Ed Roof that you guys should watch. Um. But no, I, I thought this just, just made sense. And for Fight Pass, since it's kind of crazy, it's UFC Fight Pass, but like all the UFC stuff people really want to see is on ESPN+. But if you have Fight Pass, I think it's a really solid addition. LFA does turn out pretty consistently quality cards and pretty high volume. So if you have Fight Pass, I would definitely recommend uh, giving LFA a look. So uh, that's all I got for news. Uh, I don't know if you had any news uh, you wanted to share
1: um but two things uh both really really sad um uh uh, walt harris um yes walt harris will not be fighting over him in dc because uh real life um got real real um scary um walt harris's uh stepdaughter Aria blanchard is missing um she's been missing for Ooh, a little over a week now. Um, uh, I want to say she went missing on the 24th of October. Um, If you're in the Auburn uh, uh, area in Alabama um, and you have any information, please contact uh, the Auburn police at 334-501-3140. I believe they found her car, but they did not find her. Yeah. Yeah, it was damaged and everything. So, um, if you have any information, you know, please reach out. Um, you can also email Harris uh, directly at find, oh, I'm sorry, anayahblanchard at gmail.com. That's find, A-N-I-A-H, Blanchard, B-L-A-N-C-H-A-R-D, at gmail.com. So, um, there's that. And, of course, um, other tragic news, because it's combat sports a tragedy. Uh, uh, Patrick Day, uh local dude, actually. I want to say he's from Long Island. Um, or Staten Island. One of the two. He, he's from New York. Um, uh, he passed away. Um, what was this? This is the 18th? Um, yeah, and for listeners,
0: it, if you don't know why we're talking about this now, this... We won on hiatus for two weeks, and this happened, I think, like, the day after.
1: Yeah, we our last worried. episode came out. Um, yeah. Patrick Day, uh, 27, died Wednesday after suffering a traumatic brain injury Saturday night after being knocked out during a fight in Chicago. Um, he was 27 years old. Uh, he was taken to the hospital that night in extremely critical condition after being knocked out by Charles Conwell in the 10th round of their USBAs for Way title fight. Um, he was taken to Northwestern Memorial Hospital and underwent emergency surgery. He lapsed into a coma and never regained consciousness. Um, yeah, it's tragic. Um, I believe this is the third boxer this year die in the United States. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Rough, man. It's really, really, it's really, really rough, man. Gotta feel for the guy who, like, I gotta imagine if you're on the opposite end. Like, you were the guy who landed the KO blow. Like.
1: I mean, we'll talk about a guy later who killed another man in the ring. um, in uh, in Sergey Kovalev. And, like, and from what I read about Kovalev, it actually does still eat at him. Like, a lot. Which, if you know Kovalev, it, um, it, it, he he kind of seems like the guy who could like pass it off as like you know I was just doing my job, and you know it, it's a it's a thing that happens like, right. but like it, uh, apparently according to people close to him it still eats at him.
0: I can imagine, man. Like you, I mean obviously you you kind of know the risk of of course when you go in there, but you never really expect it to happen. It's kind of one of those things. It's like you. You know it's a possibility, but you're probably playing, oh, this it'll never be me. Like, yeah,
1: like, you, how, how many sparring sessions and amateur fights and pro fights have you been through in your life where you're like, you know what, I I got beat up. but uh, like I was still, you know, able to get up on my own the next day and keep, do whatever, but, like, it really only takes one bad fall, man, man. one bad punch. And the way Dave fell, it was, it, uh, 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 like, You just knew something was wrong almost instantly.
0: Um, Rest in peace, Patrick Day, man. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a, oof, that's rough, man. Never, that'll never be easy to watch or easy to hear about. Like, you really feel for, especially a guy so young. Like, that, yeah. Really, really unfortunate, man. Um,
1: you know, and, um, Uh, yeah. Thoughts and prayers for his family. Um, to Conwell, who I can't imagine ways mentally putting himself through right now. Um, yeah, uh, and I like I like we're I don't, I don't know. We're probably going to be talking a little bit more about this later with the way that the main event for u s c 244 ended. Um, and.
0: It is... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's uh, news and notes for the week. All right. Let's move we, on. Oh.
1: I was going <laughs> to say, we... we, <laughs> we <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no. I, I, you know, I'll save it for the uh, shots, because... I mean, it's not funny, but it's like, come on. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Right. And I think... Uh, uh, yeah, so... And I and I can do it 2-4 this week, so...
0: All right, we'll, we'll get there when we get there.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So, moving on, man. Dojo breakdown. Talk about some fights. So, there were a lot of cards that happened between uh, now and then. Uh, last time we recorded, and now. I forgot to even mention uh, we saw Wobbin get baptized. Uh, Askren didn't make it. Um. <laughs> I would elaborate on those, but you know what? Another time for another day. I mean, yeah. do.
1: I mean. I mean. He basically went through it already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ben Aspen got out kickboxed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I told y'all. I told y'all. K one Maya wasn't out here playing games. Wait.
1: <laughs> like, I've been saying this forever. Maya's kickboxing isn't pretty, but it's effective. It's not bad. He's just old. <laughs>
0: I, I told y'all. You know what, man? I, I gotta write a note. I, I might save him for what's on your mind next week. Have, have a have a little little Ben Askren discussion.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah we can do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, but um, let's get into some fights, man. So I'm gonna kick this off with uh, PFL number nine. I'm literally just gonna read the results because I actually did watch this card, but I'm to be honest with y'all. Um, it was heavyweights and light heavyweights two divisions that i'm just kind of on especially outside of the ufc even inside of the ufc you know not Uh, not the the best or the most entertaining of of fights
1: so you're saying you don't want to see jared rochel become a million dollar prize fighter
0: i don't but it's probably gonna happen (laughs) (laughs) so speaking of uh your, your finals uh, the gentleman who will be moving on to compete at, I don't know, uh, this is it a New Year's event. I don't remember when it's happening,
1: it's happening on New Year's Eve there in New York because you know, I'm gonna try to go this year. Fuck It, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna just go stand outside of <laughs> Square Garden and ask somebody for like a ticket voucher or something
0: to <laughs> watch Jared Roche just lay on somebody. Oh hell yeah! And get the million dollar bag. That's Jesus, how I
1: wanna ring in my new year. Watching Jared <laughs> Rosholt. <roll soap.
0: laughs> God, man. Like every time he took Tiller down, I was just like, ugh! like <laughs> somebody get this guy. You know what, man? And I, I don't really know. I don't pay attention to him outside of fight. He's probably like the nicest dude. But it's like Jesus Christ, he is, he is not fun to watch, and and, and in any sense of the word.
1: I will say Ali is is is, is Laev, the other dude in the final. He's pretty. He's he has his moments. He's nice.
0: The yeah,
1: he dude's decent. out here hitting jump spinning back kicks and knocking people out with them. So like he has to be.
0: Won't work if he's on his back. But mm-hmm. yeah, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But the finals for the uh, PFL heavyweight tournament is Ali Asaya versus Jared Rochelt, Uh and then for the two hundred five finals. Uh, former UFC uh, prospect at one point, Jordan Johnson. He'll be in the finals against Emiliano Sorti.
1: Wait, Uh, I just remembered something. Uh, Ali's a former (laughs) Olympic wrestler.
0: Really? Yes. All right, Ali, man. You got got one job, bro. Yeah, you got one job, bro. (laughs) You got to get this man out of here. But those are your finals for the uh, for PFL and also man, shout out to uh, Kelvin Tiller. It's always a rough night when you lose your first fight. Uh, he lost to uh, Asayev earlier in the night, and then I want to say somebody else had gotten injured uh, and couldn't continue, so he was able to come back up and they gave him a second chance against Rochelle. But did he retire in
1: between fights? Like, yeah. what's his name did?
0: No, no, I don't think I don't think he did. That that would suck. That, that would suck. That's the worst. Shout out to Chris Curtis, man. They did that man wrong. That was that's how you retire, and they're like, nah, bro, you got. <laughs> they just throw you the gloves again, like, nah, you gotta get back in there. It's like, man, I just, I just, I just took so much time crafting this speech, man. But um, just quick run through the call. Yeah, Ali have defeated Dennis Uh Uh Goltsov via KO. Uh Jared Roshalt defeated uh Kelvin Taylor via unanimous decision. Uh Emiliano Sordi defeated Bosgeet Ataya via rear naked choke. And Jordan Johnson defeated Rashid Yusupov uh via unanimous decision. Also on the card you have Francis Mar Bar- uh, Barroso uh defeating Alex Nicholson via unanimous decision. Uh there was a Satoshi Ishii siding, but he lost <laughs> to Dennis Goltsov in like that first round. Um who else was on this card? I mean, that was pretty much all. All the fights probably worth mentioning. Um, I, like I said, I, I watched this card, but it was a while ago. I kind of don't remember it. And it's two or five versus heavyweight. My check. My check. My check. Okay, we're back. Um, sorry guys, technology does weird things sometimes.
1: Man. My
0: internet literally just decided want to take
1: a fifteen minute break. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> it wanted to go smoke yeah
0: yeah yeah he had to go to a little smoke box outside uh but it's good we're back uh so that was pfl (laughs) Um, moving on um i'll let you cover the invicta card which was awesome but i don't remember it but i just remember there were a lot of good fights a lot of good a lot of good times
1: okay so we had Invicta FC 38. It was supposed to be a card, uh, seven fight card, headlined by two title fights, but Karina Rodriguez came in one pound, one point one pounds overweight, uh, you know, for her title shot. So not a good luck. But it was still a fun card, top to bottom. Um, started from the top. We had Kanako Murata versus Emily Ducote, Ducade, Ducote, Ducote, Ducote. Um, for the strawweight title, um, the vacant strawweight title, I believe, because uh, what's her face got signed to the UFC, Brianna Van Buren. Um, Murata ended up taking a split decision in a fight that was primarily her taking Dakota down and then Dakota fighting for arm bars from inside their uh, from on, off her back. Um, we had Vanessa Porto who went ahead with the fight in the co-main event. Play was a three rounder. Uh, take a unanimous decision win over Karina Rodriguez, and they really good fight. If there's one fight off this card you should watch, it should be that one. Uh, Mali Martin took a wide decision over Cynthia Arce- Arceo. I want to say one of the cards was like 30-24. Ew. Yeah, no, it was not a, It was not a good night for Arceo. Um, Shanna Young, uh, the Shannimal, she took a decision over Maiju Suitama. Uh, Suitama actually got out in front in the first round, got, her da- uh, got Young down, but um, tired herself out, apparently, and then proceeded to get her ass beat for the over the last two uh rounds in the fight uh lisa Frazosa took the decision over carrie kennison in a fight that i don't really remember um autumn norton took a decision over uh, the returning Shayana rincon or yaya rincon um this was actually a really good one um i norton was Owen one heading into this fight so i didn't give her much of a not not much of a shot, but like I wasn't really looking for her like that. And she came out and she put a whooping on Rencone. Um and then the last fight on the card, we had Tanisha Tenant versus Serena de Jesus, and Tenant took a decision. Um unanimous. Um it, it, it was a pretty fun opening scrap. They they were they were throwing down. So uh yeah, that was Invicta. It was r don't let the decisions fool you. It was actually a really good card with a lot of competitive fights um that, like the only one that wasn't competitive was uh norton ring cohen and martin or yeah. and those are fun in their own ways
0: uh, and i would say about even though a lot of the fights went to decision pretty much in every fight somebody got dropped like, yeah, that, was, basically. <laughs> that was my takeaway from the top the little bit i remember of that car like in every fight somebody caught some hands and got put down and had to go yeah. their way back in the fight or
1: Tennant dropped to Jesus Norton. I don't know if she dropped Rincón, but she had Rincón on like skates multiple times and just like going Brock Lesnar mode, where like Kane Velasquez tagged him and Brock shot for a takedown and got like missed and proceeded to just spin around the cage like a wild man. A little bit of that. Um, yeah, it was a fun card. Um, I'm happy Murata um, is now the. Uh, Invicta's strawweight champion. Um, the UFC can't snatch her from Invicta because she signed to Ryzen. So that's funny. Um, so there, there's not going to be another Brianna Van Buren situation where they just snatch the champion and Invicta doesn't have a champ anymore until somebody beats her. Um, And Vanessa... I, I, I wouldn't be mad if they ran back Vanessa Porto, Karina Rodriguez because that was a really fun fight. Um, Rodriguez... Uh, showed um, some some damaging like striking from distance, but like Porto did a good job with like her hooks to um, her big swinging hooks to like fence wrestling and takedown. So that that,
0: that was neat. It was a fun card. Just sucks because as good as their performance was, like man, you just had to miss weight. You had, you know, had like... to miss weight. <laughs> like,
1: if this fight had two more rounds, you might have won. If you know, um like I, I wouldn't be mad if they decided to just run back a rematch just for the sake of it, but yeah i, I don't think that's how uh what's her face, uh Shannon Knapp wants to run her organization,
0: so' no, surprise yeah, she's actually not really a now I should say that not really a lot of like trilogies and stuff in Invicta.
1: Well, that's because nowadays, if you have, like, one or two title defenses, like, you, you're you getting called on short notice to go to the UFC, so.
0: That is true, yeah.
1: Okay, like.
0: Yeah, they got, they got Brianna out of there quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they They snatched Brianna up, no questions asked. That is, that is true. They probably don't even have time to do trilogies.
1: Yeah, like, I, I'm sure Nap would love to have these women around for, like, three or four or five years, but, like. That's just not realistic. The UFC schedule is what it is, and that means everybody in the regional scene has to be prepared for a phone call whenever the UFC feels fit.
0: Yep. Hey, you uh, want to fight on Tuesday? I know it's a uh, Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: I mean, they've done it before.
0: But yeah, man. You got to you gotta be ready. You came home from that training session Monday night, and by Tuesday at 6 o'clock, you're on a prelim somewhere in uh, Thackerville. <laughs>
1: Oh, this is not. But you ain't going to Bellator country. There are some hardcore Bellator fans in Thackerville. They are. The Shout Windstar Resort and Casino can only handle so much.
0: That's <laughs> the Thackerville. Oh, man. The pinnacle of, of MMA cities. They're better yeah. than New York.
1: The mecca. The real mecca.
0: The <laughs> yeah. no, underground mecca. Yeah, man. They're better than New York. They have a better. I hate New York right now. Y'all are on. Y'all are on. Something. We'll get to y'all later, man. MMA should have never became legal there. It was a sign. Like, all the fights and, like, like uh, loopholes and things they had to try to jump through to make MMA legal in New York, they should have just... Should've yeah, like,
1: out, man. I, yeah, I, I'm not going to say I'm going to be more lenient on New York, but, like... yeah.
0: Y'all are trash. No, I'm not that, gonna
1: be <laughs> no, New York, y'all are but like <laughs> New York got sued for like 22 million dollars right before MMA became legal because of the um because of Magomed Abdusalam uh, Abdusalamov Abdusalav- situation with Mike Perez. Do you remember that? Nah. Um, the dude who got like who went to war. Uh, it was a heavyweight fight um, between two heavyweight prospects, and the dude went to war. And um, he is now in a wheelchair, like a motorized wheelchair, and oh. he can't move his body. And he sued the state of New York for uh, like twenty-two million dollars and won. So that that, as much as anything else, probably has to do with the with all the funkiness that goes on in New York. Not to mention, a New York fighter died earlier this week. <sighs> Mind you, it was in Chicago, but still, like the 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 New York Athletic State uh, Athletic Commission knows who Patrick Day is. Is my point.
0: Well, we'll, we'll get to New York later. I, I ain't going that tire. No. <laughs> we'll get to y'all later. Y'all, y'all, y'all got it coming. But before we get to that, man, so let's, uh, let's talk some boxing. Big fight went down last night. Um, if you were a boxing fan, you were forced to wait. Uh, what? <laughs> it was like an hour and a half, two hours. I don't know how long it was. Like they they, they had to wait until the end of um of Masvidal Diaz before they started the fight in the arena. From what I heard from um uh, who was posting, I think it was Andreas Hill was uh posting that like yeah people were people were just getting drunk watching the Diaz Masvidal fight and then, man, meanwhile in the back you see pictures of Eleven and Alvarez just laying down like taking naps.
1: Cobra was straight up knocked the fuck out not even an hour before the
0: fight
1: started that might explain his performance
0: right like he was in a full blown like yeah bro I'm my yeah my lights are out like it's it's (laughs) he looked like he just had the itis like that was the nap he was taking then he took another nap at the end but we'll, we'll we'll get to that (laughs) <laughs> but Canelo Alvarez, uh, Sergey Kovalev went down last night for the WBO light heavyweight title. Um, to give context of this fight, uh, this happened really late. And I watched like the first six rounds paying attention. And then I started to doze off. And then the last thing I remember seeing was Holyfield in the crowd when the camera panned to him. And then I woke up and the fight was over. He (laughs) was also asleep. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I guess me me and Kovalev went to sleep. We both, uh. We both took a nap. Mine was probably a lot more pleasant, though. But, as far as the fight, because I did wake up and pretty much, like, picked up where I left off yesterday. Um. The fight was boring. Yeah, it wasn't.
1: It it was boring, but the finish was neat. And that's where we are.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much like it wasn't like the most it was one of those fights that was like, alright, this is cool, but like there's no like oomph here. Like this doesn't it's supposed to be a big fight, but it doesn't feel like it's a big
1: So like this is something like I've felt with like Canelo's fights outside of like the kodo and the um The 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 fights like it his like his entire style is like defense based, and as a result, like, oops, thanks Stokes. Uh, um, like a lot of his style involves nullifying his opponent's um offense and like he's a guy who takes rounds off so it kind of feels like but like the energy that you would have for like a big fight like it kind of feels like it's sucked out because like canelo's not like mayweather where he's like the heel that everybody wants to see him get knocked out though i'm sure there are plenty of people who don't like canelo as a matter of fact, there are plenty of people who were complaining last night about Canelo delaying this fight, even though I don't think it was his decision. Um, he seemed really angry about it, actually, if you saw him pacing in the back. But, um... What was I going on with this? Oh, um, yeah, no, like, like his entire his entire thing is about slowing down the fight. At, like, maybe not in, like, the way where, like, uh, I don't know, like, to Machida... But in a way that where he controls the pace and he like Canelo's not gonna push like a rabid pace. He he's not um Earl Spence. Like this was gonna take his time and pick you apart. So like I think I think that contributes to it a lot. Like I felt that way like against Jen uh, when he was fighting Jacobs. And it was really on display here as he casually marched forward for like ten rounds without well basically pitter-pattering Kovalev.
0: Yeah, I spent a lot of this fight waiting for like a moment and it was sad because I fell asleep and missed the moment in real time (laughs) they catch the replay. But like, yeah, like a a lot of this fight, it, it was pretty much the same almost, almost every round. Like, Kovalev had a pretty consistent jab you know jab jab combination here and there Canelo kind of just waiting for counters to land his power shots and it was just kind of a lot of that like touch 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 combination jab jab combination power shot counter power shot counter touch 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 from Kovalev power shot counter but it it was like it wasn't I was waiting for some oomph, um... <laughs> like there was just nothing, like nothing. Well,
1: like I had Kovalev ahead at the knockout, like at one point I think I had it like six to three, but um, like he never looked comfortable. Like he is used to um, not dictating pace, but like he like he is. Used to being able to just plant his feet and throw that jab and get people to respect him. And because of Canelo's guard and ability to slip punches and counter with, like, he, I think that's what it was. Like, early in the fight, Canelo did tag him with a really hard shot to the body. And he, he would continue to pepper him from there. But, like, I think Kova was afraid to plant his feet in fear of Canelo throwing up something wicked to the body. And that actually ended up paying off for Canelo because. Friggin', like, the the stoppage was caused because Kovalev was guarding to the body and ended up getting drilled in the side of the head by a hook. That's the fu- that's the punch that wobbled him.
0: Yeah, I'll say, yeah, Kovalev really, throughout the entire fight, and I'm pretty sure he even mentioned this on commentary, like, I was waiting for him to, like, just showcase a little bit of power. Because I know he's got it, but he never really stood like really firm and just planted his feet and just like threw. and if he did he got countered with you know canelo was landing canelo was landing the, the shots that had like the thud on him like
1: dude, dude like those body <laughs> shots
0: yeah he was landing what? those like and i guess canelo i mean not canelo i guess Kovalev probably figured well i'm doing good we're just kind of i can pepper him up with my jab get some combinations get in get out but if I stand and just try to plant and throw, I might land a shot, but then he might land one. And if he lands one, you know.
1: Yeah, like the, I think also like the speed difference in terms of like D- Canelo was making him miss. Whenever like like I'm watching like a clip right now, um, and Kovalev do the jab, c- follows up with a swinging right hook. Canelo is literally nowhere to be seen on this hook um, from Kovalev. Like, he is, like, a solid, like, six to eight inches away from the punch. And then Kovalev continues trying to come forward. And Canelo winds up, like, full-on baseball pitcher winds up and hits him with an uppercut to the body. And you could, like, body shots are the thing called, like, Andre Ward showed that Kovalev is just, like, really susceptible to body shots in both their fights, and it was on full display here, because it really looked like uh, Kovalev just did not want anything to do with the body shots from Canelo.
0: And probably at, uh, I forgot how old Kovalev's, what, like, 36, 37? 36, 37, yeah. Probably those body shots got a little extra sting when you're a little older. So
1: yeah, it, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
0: But boy, that uh, that knockout. <laughs> <laughs> Yeek! Yikes! Yikes!
1: It's like you. I think I guess this goes to show you don't need a lot of um. When you're pressing, you don't need a lot of volume. You just need to make the dude miss and just hit him where it hurts. Cause God, like. Like, I, I'm saying, like, Canelo did not do much in this fight, but when he chose to, like, throw punches to the body, like, it works. It worked, because friggin' did shut Kovalev down from f- planting his feet and trying to throw anything hard.
0: Well that, that left, that first left hook, right before the finish, like, just the way Kovalev just kind of stepped back, and it was like his body was slowly leaving him. Dude, like oh like, uh, he's he's about to take the plunge
1: that 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 uh that left hook that uh that Canelo lands that looks like it like he drops levels to make it look like it's going to be a body shot and then comes right around the guard with it. that's some slick ass shit man like and then uh oh god the um using uh his, like cuz Uh, Right before that, um, he throws. He hits him with a left hook, right hook combination. Kovalev tries to um, after the left hook. Kovalev tries to close distance. Canelo uses that arm to brace against uh, his neck, push off, and then follow it up with that right hook. That dude is really good.
0: And it was it was one of those combinations that like I knew it was over when that first hook landed. When your feet, when your feet do the little, like the, <laughs> I mm. don't even know what to call it. The
2: when dance. you get the happy
0: feet. <laughs> yeah. When you get happy feet, it's it's over. You out of there. And then he, he followed up, I think, with a right, and then put his put his face between the ropes, and you just kind of knew the way he felt. Like, yeah, he's not getting back up. He's not getting back up at all. And that's kind of wild. Like the the fight, like you said, it wasn't. It wasn't a whole lot going on. It wasn't the most exciting fight, but a, a lot of times regardless of the combat sport, it's just it's capitalizing on moments. Like it just it just takes one little split second, one thing to go right, and that can be the difference.
1: It's your, like Canelo just knocked out a man two weight classes above him. Granted, I think Canelo is probably a big middleweight, but still.
0: It says it says a lot that he moved up two weight classes to fight the bigger guy. But it seemed like every time they exchanged, Canelo's punches were the ones that you kind of winced at. Like, ooh, like that was, you know. His yeah. were the ones that kind of had this thing. As for Kovalev, it was just kind of like, are right, you tagging him? But it's not like, at no point do I think you're going to knock him out or even like stun him. Like you're just kind of, kind of peppering him up here and there. And then I thought right after the fight, like, man, Floyd schooled this guy. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> it's worth no, knowing Canelo was like twenty-two years old when that fight happened. That is I true. Think.
0: He, yeah, he, it, it was a younger Canelo, but still.
1: Hold up for me. He's Floyd twenty-nine Floyd. now. That fight happened in when twenty thirteen, so that's like six years ago. Nah.
0: So he was definitely. A younger a younger Canelo. Yeah. Like, but he,
1: I, I, he's, he's in theory, should be in his physical prime right now. Right. But, uh... Yeah, no, good, uh, Good, great win for Canelo. Like, dude should be on the top of everybody's pound-for-pound pound list, if we're being honest.
0: Yeah, I so, saw... Uh, I can't remember who posted it, but uh, I saw an article afterwards that was saying um, it might be time to start having talks uh about canelo not just as like one of the greatest fighters currently but like where does he stack is he is he on an all-time list and if so like where where we like that that conversation maybe start needing to that might start needing to be had that conversation might have to happen not saying he's the goat but like maybe he's in a conversation somewhere you got you gotta throw him on a list or something like that Uh, i saw an article But, um, nah, great, amazing finish from Canelo. And what wasn't a great fight at least ended with, you know, it ended with a bang. And after staying up to, like, 130, I guess that's all you can ask for, even though I fell asleep (laughs) after watching the next morning. Um, But, nah, great, great performance from Canelo. Um, Did you want to talk about any of the undercard fights real quick before we move on?
1: Um, Cynthia Estrada versus Marlon Esparza. I... The, the fight was basically Estrada bullying the smaller Sparza around for, like, most of the fight. But um the the real interesting shit was fucking Marlon Esparza in, like, the third or fourth round getting a cut on her forehead. And over the course of the fight, the cut cor- got worse and worse to the point where you could actually see Marlon Esparza's skull through the cut. Mm. Her, and they let her keep fighting until like the ninth or tenth round. Yeesh. So, um, yeah, that's that's that was fun. Uh, but Cenestra one improved to eighteen and zero. Um, yeah, I probably imagine if
0: my corner told me my skull was showing, I'd probably walk myself up. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> it's just skull. Uh, I don't and, know man in theory it's the hardest part of your body so that's fine if it's exposed you know
0: uh-huh. <laughs> I ain't with it <laughs> but hey that's that's why they're in there and I'm I'm home I'm I'm not about that life I get squeamish over stuff like that if I see my skull like I feel like if my skull's showing I'm gonna have to tell my corner like don't tell me don't <laughs> let me know that my skull is showing because if you tell me then I'm gonna panic just let me let me be ignorant. <laughs> Don't let me know that half my head is out here for the world to see. But um, real quick before we move on, since you did watch it, um, well shout out to uh, Evander Holyfield son. I didn't see it, but apparently he won. His yep. also.
1: He bullied some poor dude. They pulled out of the audience.
0: <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> they gave they gave him one of those. They gave him the Walmart manager. Oh, that's, that's messed up. But, hey, man, that, that guy knew what he was signing up for. Uh, but What did you think of this Ryan Garcia KO? I didn't,
1: like, I, I get, I get what people are like, uh, um, you know, oh, he took a dive, but it just, it just looks like how you react when you get in the back of the head.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, for people who don't know, uh, Ryan Garcia versus Romero uh, Duno, I uh, was also on the card. um And I just saw people, I, I didn't see the fight. Uh, I just saw a, a GIF highlight pretty much. But people were questioning the validity of the knockout, saying that they thought Romero took a dive. And I'll say that if Romero took a dive, it was very well choreographed because the way he fell, that looked really real. Like, I've seen some fights where I thought people took a dive, they didn't look that convincing. Um, so, I'm going to assume that that left hook that Garcia threw definitely probably clipped him on the way down. Um, but nah, e- either way, Garcia got him out of there. So, it don't matter. Dive or not, first round TKO happened, so you just got to deal with it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, yeah so we uh, we mentioned it briefly when we talked about Canelo, um, what you call it, Canelo and Doug Love, but I just like, I, I, I I can't get back the, past the fact that Zone was like, you know what? We're gonna fucking let Masvidal versus Nate Diaz happen and then start our fight. And then me and you sat up at one fifteen at night <laughs> to, wa- to watch this fight.
0: Bro, I was... When I tell you, by the time, um, they were doing the entrances, my eyes were like, I was tired, like,
1: dude, like, the fucked up thing is, they didn't even start the, like, the national anthems until after the fight started, so you had another 15, 20 minutes of them just walking out to the damn ring,
0: right, yeah, that, that was, uh.
1: And the word I feel bad for Canelo and Kovalev because they were literally like laced up and ready to go at like 11:30 uh, Eastern time.
0: And the zone was like, nah. Nah, y'all going on at (laughs) what? Chill. And like we said, Kovalev was back there taking the Netflix and chill nap, like he was. And they were airing the
1: fucking Masvidal and Diaz fight live for the audience (laughs) so that they wouldn't riot.
0: And I mean, I want to say, like, I guess that's cool for the people in the audience, but at the same time, it's like, if you paid for this ticket to see Canelo and Kovalev, or probably a lot of people probably wanted to see Ryan Garcia, too, I'd imagine. Either way, like, you made a firm decision on what event meant more to you that night. So, yeah, that that just didn't, <laughs> that's, that's wild. That is crazy. Yeah, the zone had us up to a way past the, uh, hey, the. Apparently
1: it freaking worked because after the Masvidal-Diaz fight, um, according to Mike Coppinger of The Athletic, the um, zone reported that their demand for uh, their their subscription numbers went way up. Though, that could easily just be, we were right with our decision. Fuck you guys. Not so much based in fact.
0: Right. Yeah, that that's, and you got to think, like, you spend all this time, like, you're warming up in the back, you're getting loose, like, you're feeling good, and then they're like, oh, yeah, nah, two more hours. And it's like, bro, you just, all my momentum, like, the little high that I had going, you just completely just yeah combat sports man the gift the gift that just keeps on it just keeps on keeping on <laughs> it just it just keeps on keeping on but man speaking of let's move on main event of the evening UFC 244 Masvidal vs Diaz for the uh, BMF title real title yeah, <laughs> had the Rock come out, whole it was a whole whole situation, whole, you know, it was an event. It was a, uh, it was definitely an event. And I'll say before we even get, uh, to the fights, I'll just say overall, man, I, I, this was this was fun. It it really sucks the way this ended because I was on such a high pretty much watching this entire card, and then it. It's like you were watching like a really great Netflix show and then the last episode they just kind of like I never watched The Sopranos but I remember people saying like the ending they just kind of cut to black. This this is what that felt like. Like you gave me this great product 99.9% of the way through and then you completely botched the landing. Like you just you just couldn't stick the landing.
1: Again, I think this is the state of New York just covering their own ass, um, which is all the more reason they had the rematch in Vegas. Though Dana White's come out and said that they're not doing a rematch. So I, I think he he also said they weren't going to do the fucking fight in the first place. So who knows? But um, yeah, no, um, uh, it does kind of feel weird because the fight was just about to get interesting or it looked like it was about to get inter- interesting because it seemed like Masvidal was maybe not tired, but slowing down a bit. Um, and Nate, well, Nate can fight hard for five rounds, even if he's tired. Um, uh, like I think the, like, so we're maybe it's because we've seen him fight so much. at like one fifty five. Um, but I think the one thing Masvidal doesn't get enough credit for is that he's really freaking athletic. And Nate Diaz, well, he has, like, marathoner athleticism, he does not have, like, 0 to 103 seconds athleticism like Masvidal does.
0: Yeah, he's, he's a slow burn. Yeah. <laughs> he's a, he, Yeah, he's a very slow burn.
1: Yeah, so, um... Watching Masvidal just... Get off anything he wants in the first two rounds of that fight, including just kicking the shit out of Nate Diaz's body, and getting him to fold over in pain and go to his butt. Um, uh, that was, that. Uh, I don't, uh, like that. That seemed right. You know what I mean? I was like, I'll yeah, of course, this is the way the fight plays out
0: the the body kicks and Mavidal did one of my favorite things that I love seeing fighters do is punish people in the clinch like anytime they clinch and they were about to break off he's, he's throwing an elbow like a hard like I'm putting everything <laughs> into this elbow like and it worked pretty much every time he did it um and I think that was what uh, started off the first uh in the first round the first instant where Nate ended up getting dropped you know he caught him with an elbow he flurried him and then Nate kind of like folded over, and then Masvidal caught him with that that head kick, and my God, like I, w- I was worried I was like, please don't let this be over already. like <laughs> don't let this end like this, but Madal was on one man um he looked really sharp, just he saw how good his boxing was hands just really fast and crisp, he hits really hard, like I said the elbows from the clinch. Working, um, like you mentioned, those those body kicks were just just deadly every time he threw them. And, but I, oh God, it sucks we did not get round four and five. Because it, it felt like, as much as Nate was getting tagged, I felt like the momentum was kind of, not, not it wasn't switching because Masvidal was definitely winning. But it, it did seem like to me in that third round, Nate's combinations were starting to land a bit more. And even though he was getting tagged, you saw him starting to let loose his combinations a little bit. And I'm like, all right, it's about to, like, it's about to happen. Like, round four is going to get here, and then we're we going to have a fight fight. Like, we're really going to see how that... That fourth round, I think, would have told a lot had that fight kept going as to whether Nate would have been able to claw his way back in. Um, But I got to give Maz with all credit because he... He busted Nate up, man. He Nate had a cut above the eye. He had one below on the cheek. He's eating body shots. Um, <laughs> he's talking to Nate during the fight. Shots to Nate, though, man. The, the the Stockton slap from the bottom is uh, that's a G move right there. I respect that. I respect. I,
1: I respect Nate's just blind confidence in the face of the fact that he's just getting his ass beat
0: but you got to like
1: <laughs> my favorite thing you know no, no no my favorite thing about the Diaz brothers is like they always are like I have no excuse but then they'll come up with an excuse <laughs> so Nate say yo I had something wrong with my leg so I couldn't really run for this fight so I couldn't really get started until like round 4 after the fight gets stopped after round 3 is just Pete Diaz and I fucking love it
0: Hey, man, I believe him. I I believe
1: him. He was just doing Yoel Romero. Like, just like, okay, I'm just going to wait till the third round to start fighting.
0: Yeah. It's wild to see, though. Like, you, you saw when they were exchanging, just like... Nate's a good volume boxer, but in terms of, like, just, like, technique and athleticism, Masvidal was about one, two, three steps ahead. And it was just... It was beautiful to watch. I'm like Masvidal has really been It's as somebody who's been watching Masvidal for a, for a while now like Masvidal's like he he's a super like OG. <laughs> like he's been around this game for a long time. He's fought a lot of great fighters. Um like back in the Strike Force days, even predating Strike Force like.
1: This a for Hafia sunset in Alaska.
0: Right. <laughs> like, Masvidal, man, just go, go, go! Look at Masvidal's record, man. He has been out here, like he's really been out here for a long time, man. So it, it is, uh, it's, it's pretty dope to see him finally kind of, kind of like hit his stride. Um, that's crazy. Like you look at his record, man. I forgot, I forgot he did fight in Bellator, man. Which Rodrigo Dam, Toby Amada, Luis Palomino, KJ Nunes, Gilbert Melendez, Tim Means. Khabibov, Michael Chiesa, uh, Pat Healy, James Kraus, Cesar Ferret. He's fought just a lot of Bendo, Lorenz Larkin. Like this man's been out here for a long time, man. Just and it's finally like it seems like it's all kind of, kind I, I, of like coming together.
1: The funniest fucking part of this whole entire uh, card was the 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 pre-tape thing, the documentary style stuff they were doing between fights where hory with, i was like damn like he was like i was i was losing all these split decisions and like i had to sit down and reevaluate my career i was like damn i got i should just start finishing people and then they just started working <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey man hey and i mean like and i've said that before some of his past performances like there are other fights where he's lost where he probably should have won like he'll start off really great and then he'll just kind of coast and he'll he'll make fights closer than probably what they should be, but lately he's been like, nah, we we not doing that no more. Like if I'm gonna get you out of here, I'm gonna get you out of here. Um,
1: I I, I will. Hmm. Yeah, so I I gotta be a little. I have to be not sensitive, but I have to use the right words when I approach this Topic. How much of that is just him fighting dudes who are just willing to get punched in the face? Like, don't get me wrong, dude hits like a fucking truck at 170, but, like, Nate Diaz is a dude who historically will let you punch him in the face. Right. (laughs) Ben Askren is a walking punching bag. (laughs) Like, I I guess Darren Till. He's a little
0: little whack-a-mole arcade game. Like,
1: (laughs) and, And Darren Till, like, don't get me wrong. Very good fighter. But, like, he also only had, like, one trick at 170. And we'll get to him at, like, middleweight. But at 170, he was basically just a forward-moving left hand. And it's not like it didn't work. He hit Masvidal. It just... Masvidal got back up. Because still really doesn't have any of the skills. Or didn't, I guess. But, like... He got straight up played by Steven Thompson. Um the threat of Maya taking him down was enough to like nullify him in that fight like with his pressure. And like I guess you could say cowboy but like even cowboys like if somebody if you can get cowboy to have a, a boxing match instead have a kickboxing match he's pretty hittable. So like I'm curious, you know.
0: Yeah. But,
1: but don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm loving the, I'm, yeah, lo- I'm loving the, the, uh, the results here.
0: Either way, man, they, they're they lining them up. He's knocking them down. Yeah. Um, nah, man. Yeah. He, he's, uh, he's good, man. He's really, he's really good. And as far as the stoppage, man, like I, I try to be fair about things like this. I'll, I I try to try to see both sides, um, and I and I'll say in, in in minor defense of the stoppage, uh, when I rewatched the fight this morning, um, I didn't realize how deep the cut was. The one that was above his eye. Yeah. Unless that was like a photoshop picture I saw.
1: Man, that's all <laughs> scar tissue, man.
0: Yeah. It it was a pretty it was a deep cut. And then you, you couple that with um
1: He was getting like those first two rounds were ten eight rounds.
0: Yeah, he he was getting... He was, he was getting blasted. Albeit he had small minor moments. It, it it wasn't like he wasn't trying to fight back. He was getting blasted. So, like, I, I, I get it. I, a little bit, I get it. But also, on the same token, considering the nature of the cut, I thought his cut men did a pretty halfway decent job of, like, patching it up between rounds. Um... And it wasn't he was getting beat up, but it wasn't to the point where it's like, okay, he's not gonna like there's nothing else. So like I said, in that third round, he I saw minor glimpses, like, all right, combinations are starting to come together a little more. And if you know Nate Diaz, it's like he he can keep this pace for five rounds. Masvidal, we we gotta we gotta see if he can can keep this up. So, it's like, if you know the history of the fighters, kind of like, come on, man. Like, it would have been different if they would have stopped it after, like, he ate, like, a vicious combination and he was, like, leaking all over the place. Right. But, it's like, you went through the whole motion of, like, all right, we end the round, we clean up the cut, we at the top of the fourth round, everybody's ready to go, let's go, let's do it. And then you stop it. And it's like, come on every time we come to new york y'all gotta do something y'all gotta do something extra and it's like why why do we bring mma here again like we should have left y'all alone like we really should have just it really was a sign man all all the the hard fights and battles they had to go through to get mma legalized in new york that was a sign that we just shouldn't have been there that should have just been the one state that we just like you know what y'all cool and all we love madison square garden but we just gonna have to I don't know, man. It just really sucks because it was an awesome performance from Masvidal, and as you saw, like he didn't want to win like that. No, nobody wants to see a. a... It, it it made the BMF thing just kind of like. Eh.
1: Of course, it's how the BMF t- uh, title right. is won.
0: Like, come on, man. Y'all, y'all are just New York, New York, New York,
1: man. New York.
0: All right, chill out. Yeah.
1: No. No. He's <laughs> going yeah,
0: It's like what are y'all doing out there, man? Like God. I mean that's some bad athletic commit. Texas would be wildin' too sometimes. I think it's Texas. It was Texas. I feel like they're the other one that's kinda like
1: Well Texas is the complete opposite. They'll fucking let you fight with like a heart Those, like palpitations or whatever. Right.
0: <laughs> it's like between them two, it's like, come on man, y'all are Every time we come here. It's like y'all just You know what it it, it almost feels like now I'll move on real quick to be on this for a little bit, but it almost feels like like New York has to do something extra every time like a card is held there. And it was almost like the night was going too good and they were like, Yo, we haven't made our presence known yet. We gotta like it's gotta be about us. And then at the last minute, like this this what we get. But yep Either way, uh, Masvidal won via TKO, uh, via Dr. Stoppage. Who knows if we'll get a rematch. Uh, but great performance from Masvidal. Great heart from Diaz. Really wanted to see the fourth and fifth round. But may, maybe maybe on another card. May, maybe another card in another state. Uh, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But congrats to Masvidal, man. Amazing performance. Dude has just really been out here just... Handling business, man. Really handling business, and it would be dope to see him in a title shot. I, I would, I would, I would enjoy seeing dog get a title shot in 2020. I'm all for it. But that was the main event. It is what it is, I guess. Co-main event: Darren Till versus Kelvin Gastelum. Darren Till finally moving up to middleweight, uh, facing Kelvin Gastelum. Man, did I um my um predictions for this fight could not have been more wrong um
1: and it went... yeah we, we both got, we, i figure a lot of people got it wrong but there were some things we just couldn't account for i guess um
0: things we couldn't yeah yeah um on both sides i didn't like you, you never know kind of when a fighter's moving up probably to the weight class that we all feel they probably should have been at to begin with right you can't account for like, all right, how bad was this weight cut really, and how much did it really affect them um so you you kind of can't account for that because you just you kind of don't know until you you see it um, can't account for
1: dare until warning to throw leg kicks
0: <laughs> Daring until throwing leg kicks, daring till using the clinch. yeah, clinching using foot movement to just kind of circle around and get out the way. And Gastelum not really being able to handle the physicality in terms of going for takedowns. Like he landed like too late in the fight, but by the end it didn't really didn't really matter anymore. Um. Yeah this this was not <laughs> this was not what I envisioned happening at all. Like Gastelum could not pressure really um as much as I I thought he would be able to. I don't think there was ever really a point like I feel like there's a point in every Gaslam fight where he lands like a vicious three piece and he either knocks you out or he's able to like turn the tide of the fight. And that like never happened this entire fight. He was never really able to stand and plant for like more than two punches at a time. And anytime they got close to each other and you thought like Gaslam had a chance to let loose, Till would either just You know, footwork, let me just circle around and reset. Or he would just kinda like duck his head and lean into Gaslam so they could clinch. And then they clinch and then they reset again. And like Gaslam just kinda never between that, eating leg kicks, Darren Till just kinda being able to box from a distance and then chew Gaslam's leg up, Gaslam never could get anything going. Like the entire fight. And it was just kinda like (laughs) i felt some kind of way after that was over like i was really looking forward to seeing this fight and it's like oh man that's all i got like come on kelvin like that was it that was Ah." yeah yeah no um
1: it was a good fight for till like it was just what he needed after being stopped and like his previous two fights, and then moving up a weight class, like he showed that he has the physicality for the division. He showed that he he can develop and go to other things besides pressure, 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 throw the left hand. Um, so, I I just looked through his record, and I don't think I've ever seen Gastelum fight another southpaw. Yeah,
0: they mentioned that during the in the commentary
1: too. So yeah, I don't. I don't think he has. So I, I think that played a large part in it, because I think Gaslam's just used to being able to like throw that left hand and just something will be there just because you know Southpaw versus Orthodox matchup. All right. So having Till circle into uh, circle away from Gaslam's power hand for the entirety of the fight probably really just threw him the fuck off. Um. uh there's a bunch of different factors but this is a big win for um till like he just beat the number four dude at middleweight.
0: And he looked good. He, he, looked, looked, he looked he looked pretty solid. Yeah. Um I don't
1: hmm. I, was gonna, I, was, I, I was about to say I don't know if that works against like the guys above him, but like
0: Yeah. That, that was gonna be my next point. As good as he looked um and I, I was happy to I was just happy to see him have some kind of volume because we've seen other fights where it's just like you spend a lot of time just waiting for Till to just do something. Yeah, <laughs> he just doesn't do anything. But like he he was he was pretty he, he was semi active this fight a lot of a lot of leg kicks. Um, this he, was, he was throwing some decent combinations. This
1: was the most like a like. He he's won decisions before, but this is most like a I can win a decision fight. I've seen from Till where it's like okay, there's like a method. He's not just landing repeatedly and like not trying to get the fish. He's actually like scoring, right? And, you know, doing things um, not intelligently, but like you know, he's building towards a decision one as opposed to just falling into one because he can't stop his opponent.
0: And it was like a it was a, a well-rounded performance. Like you, you saw leg kicks. You saw clinch work. He he gave you he gave you more than I think we've just seen in some of his other his other outings, which was good to see. But yeah, I was thinking after the fight, like, could I see this performance working against like Acosta or like uh just anybody else who pro- who wouldn't struggle as much with his physicality or like his range could I see this performance getting him more victories and i'm I'm not sure i'm 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 not sure yeah but he's still pretty good yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna discount him he's still pretty good and if you come in and you beat the number four guy like you kind of gotta respect it like, I, I can't really
1: no yeah, you can' uh, I can't take anything yeah. away from him but I'm I'm starting to I see why his team wanted Gastelum so badly as their first won one eighty five because if that's the game plan they were gonna employ that it was perfect for Gastelum.
0: Now since he's beat the number four guy, obviously you can't well I'm obviously you can't backtrack but like who 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 do you think would be a good a good next up for him?
1: It depends on what they're doing for Adesanya, because it sounds like they're just going to run back the Whitaker fight. is um, out till April, so Cannoneer, I guess. Um, is really the only one left. Um, it also depends on how quickly they, uh, that they, uh, they, as in Till's team, want to like get him back out there. Hmm. not like or back up there I should say not in terms of like oh how quick is his turnaround but like okay do we want to like try to continue to build his confidence or are we just gonna go boss the wall um but yeah like is or yo Romero, because they're the only two people in the top five that uh are not do have no claims at like a title shot or are not probably in the running for a title shot right now
0: i like the i like the cannoneer fight because I, I feel like once you if you beat the number four guy at that point you're pretty much just kind of in with the wolves yeah <laughs> kind of like off principle like we we can't really backtrack you anymore um i mean and that's the risk you take when you you know you fight a, a top guy like right off the bat coming into a new division but um yeah i, I wouldn't mind the cannoneer fight i, I think that would be uh that would be a good matchup But, um, no, good, 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 solid performance from Till, um, I think he probably answered some people's question at 185 as regards to, like, how, how would he look, um, I I think we can probably comfortably say that the cut to 170 probably was affecting his performance somewhat, um, but I I saw some additional wrinkles in his game that I like, so, shout out to Darren Till, oh, um, real quick before we move on, how this was a split decision, um, I don't know cuz one of the judges scored this like 30 20 second uh, gas God. I'm like so, bro, you, you That's that the that, left? that like, was
1: Dave Torelli. That was my karate coach when I was 10 years old. Oh,
0: oh no. Dave, what's going on, bro? Oh man. Yeah. to Dave. I don't know what he was watching. They read that scorecard. I was like, oh no. Y'all are not about to give this to Gasoline. Whew. In New York, of course, that'd be the place this would happen. But <laughs> moving on. Steven Wonderboy Thompson versus Vicente Luque. Uh what what were your impressions on this fight?
1: Um Luque got off to a really strong start. Um came forward, pushed thompson back uh was attacking with the leg kicks um and then thompson adjusted started switching stances um pepper like real like really slick stuff from um southpaw where he just literally just 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 tag him just tag him with the left straight down the, uh, the middle um keep him at distance with the the lead right kick uh front kick or i'm sorry side kick uh, from orthodox, uh, great use of the jab. Um, again, uh, good use of leg kicks. Um, he he did a great job from the second round on of just getting, um, Luque to turn. That that was the thing that uh, I, I liked from this performance. Like just Luke would come forward, uh, Thompson would hit an angle. Uh, Luque would try to follow and then walk into a punch. It, it, it was really good stuff, Karate collision stuff. Um, yeah, that was. I'm trying to think. Is that yeah? That's probably the best performance of Thompson. No, wait. Second best performance of Thompson Square, behind uh, what he did to Masvidal.
0: Yeah, it's it's up there. Like I said, that that first round, Luke was able to to pressure. He was able to kind of crowd Thompson's space a little bit. Um, and I think he had stunned him in the first, cause he he kind of just pushed forward with a flurry and just kind of let his hands go. Um, but after that first round, he couldn't really pressure like he was in the first. And boy, Thompson just he hit the command list in the Tekken move set, and he just started <laughs> he just started letting everything loose. Um, that left hand is a laser when he throws that straight down the middle. Um, cause I think that was what he dropped Luke with at one point. But um. Yeah, I just really liked it from the second and third round. Just really good precision on his shots, um, really good timing, um, able to kind of avoid Luke's pressure. And I mean, props to Luke because, like, every time Thompson would, like, rock Luke or catch him against the cage and let a combination loose, Luke would fire back something to kind of remind him, like, you can't just, you're not about to just rush in here and think it's sweet. Um, I don't know how Luke Cage survived because he he was eating some shots, boy. He was he was taking a lot of like just really ridiculously hard pinpoint hits, and he was just still still out there just winging it. Um, nah, man, Thompson looked he looked really sharp, man. Just like I said, really good precision, good good footwork in the second and third round. Love the sidekick that just kind of put Luke a down, even though it wasn't like a vicious sidekick. But like he's really just fun to watch when he's just kind of. Like, operating at, like, peak level. Dude just, he, he's really, really fun to watch. Um, but, shots to both, man. Like I said, probably one of one of the boys' best performances. Good to see him just show that he's he ain't done yet. Yeah, he had a little rough patch, but he, he's still a really good fighter. Like, you're not about to just come in here and just kind of bully him around. Wouldn't mind seeing him in a couple of more of those, like, kind of violent weight welterweight fights.
1: Yeah, get him in there with the leech. But,
0: right. <laughs> get, get him in there with the leeches of the world, the Nico Prices, the Jeff Neils. Like there are still guys in that like kind of mid-tier uh welterweight who 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 still need to fight a big name. And Co- I uh, think Wonderboy would be a good match for
1: Conversely, if they they do want to get him um somebody in the top 10, may I suggest Ponzinibbio or mm-hmm. or or RDA. Mm, I
0: like the RDA. I like the RDA. I forgot, is Ponzi injured?
1: He was supposed to fight um Robbie lawler at UFC two forty five, but he is injured, yes.
0: I like I like the RDA fight. I think that would that would be a fun. There's a lot of there's a lot of good matchups for for, for Wonderboy after this. Um but nah man just really if you would just want to see what some beautiful, just beautiful striking looks like, just watch that fight, man. Wonderboy, he, he's just, he's really fun to watch. Um, but Stephen Wonderboy Thompson got the unanimous decision victory over Vicente Luque. Heavyweights, man. Moving on down, Derek Lewis versus Bagoy Ivanov. We told y'all all all this. We tell us every every Derek Lewis fight when they <laughs> they. they get, Every time Bugoy took Lewis down, they would be like, oh, man, bugoy has got this legit Sambo and submissions, submissions. I'm like, y'all don't know Derek Lewis, do y'all?
1: Derek Lewis.
0: Derek Lewis wills things into existence. When Derek Lewis gets taken down, when he finally decides that it's time to get back up, it's just time to get back up, and there's nothing you can do. There's no technique that can stop it. He's just going to get back up. That's it started to it. And that happened on like three separate occasions. <laughs> but Goy got him down early in the first. Took him down. Probably less than a minute later where Derek Lewis he's back up. Uh he just he just willed it into existence and there's, there's nothing you can do about it. But um props to McGoy because like Derek Lewis what what round did he KO um, Volkov in? Was that the last round?
1: Third round, yes.
0: And that was a fight where he was getting savagely beat on, probably was gassed beyond belief, and still managed to just clean Volkov's clock in the third round. So I can only imagine how hard Derek Lewis hits when he's in the first round, and he hasn't been like completely gassed out. And he's hitting Bagoy with uppercuts, you know, that power right hand that he likes to throw. And somehow Bagoy is still like alive, and still like fighting back after eating like a, a pretty good, a pretty good number of those. Dude was just still there.
1: But um, the heck? like? I'm trying to remember the Alexander Volkov fight because that's the only other dude. That's the only dude who's knocked Bagoy out. Unless it was like a shot to like the the side of the head, because that's what it take like to like right below the ear. That's what it's gonna to take to knock this dude out, because he ate everything that Derek Lewis threw.
0: Yeah, that's got to be kind of demoralized. I know, like Derrick Lewis, you, he he he's well aware of how hard he hits, and it's like, bruh, like <laughs> how are you still? Why are you still here? Like why why are you still here? Um, it it was a pretty <laughs> for a heavyweight fight. I was thoroughly entertained. Like you would get moments where there was not a lot going on. They're either, like clinching no or bluegays trying to take him down, but your your futile your efforts are futile. I, you, you mere mortal. I
1: will say, Derek Lewis I like think he was in better shape than we've seen before.
0: Yeah, he was a little, he was a little leaner. He was definitely a little, a little leaner. Um, and that's that's good to see. Like this, I guess you could say, late in his career, that he's kind of may, maybe taking that side of the, the game a little more seriously in terms of coming in, in in good shape um better shape yeah better shape hopefully hopefully that helped with that bad back he got <laughs> hopefully yeah like yeah alleviate some of that that stress but um nah man for a heavyweight fight I, I was thoroughly thoroughly entertained like i got i got some heavy hits i got Derek lewis just getting up whenever he wanted to get up uh so Goy Landis took some pretty good shots. Also, it, it was it was a it was a fun it was a fun heavyweight outing. Uh, I, I I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, it was a fun fight. Fun fight. Um. Oh, God, I, I'd be cool with uh depending on you know how he's feeling, Derek Lewis filling in for uh Walt Harris against Overeem. Hmm. Because there, there are some shenanigans that you had there.
0: <laughs> God, yeah, that that, that might be... Mm. I feel like that fight would make me laugh, cry, and piss me off all within the span of like five minutes. Like, I, I would go through every range of emotion watching over Raymond Lewis. Hey, man, book it. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm for it. I like that. I like that idea. Um, but Derek Lewis, won split decision over Goy Avanov. Rounding out the main card, Kevin Lee versus Gregor Gillespie. Uh, thoughts, concerns, <laughs> um, what you got for this fight?
1: Kevin Lee is good. Like, that was the most comfortable I've ever seen him look on the feet. Like, because he, like, he, um... Even against Barbosa, which I guess is, like, his best striking performance. Like, it was mostly him just, like, not panicking, but just, like... Everything felt rushed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where he, Like, he was in, like, gear 11 the entire fight. Mm-hmm. Um... And yeah, that that works against Edson Barboza, because is the dude who gets friggin', like, you, you, you get him moving too quickly, he just loses control and just loses the fight. But, um, here, uh, you know, he was patient, like, he, he got his jab working, uh, um, you know, he, he was, he was countering. I don't remember Kevin Lee ever countering anybody before, like like the counter right hand to the 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 switch head kick that uh that of the fight. I've never seen that out of him before. Like
0: uh, we we've seen the hobby.
1: Yeah, <laughs> dude Like you could tell he was working with Ross too because he had the same like Roy McDonald stance where like he's leaning forward, like all his weight's on his front foot, and he's throwing that long jab. But um, and hell, he, Gillespie didn't even look bad. Like dude, look. Crisp and uh yeah,
0: he tagged him a couple of a decent good number of times.
1: Yeah, he, he 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 opened up a cut on the the left side of Kevin Lee's face. Um, but he tagged him pretty well to the body and head. Um, it's just that he got his jab countered really well by Kevin Lee, and then uh, the fight was instantly over.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it was a nice just. They pretty much just had a boxing match up until that last. Mm-hmm. That last sequence, just a lot of jabs, counter jabs, counter hooks, really like quick twitch, just kind of, you know, they they were just kind of like in the zone, and then like I said, out of nowhere, that that was a beautiful counter to Gillespie's jab, and then to followed up with that head kick, boy. We just saw the way his body, Gillespie's body, just fell back, and his head hit the cage. It was like, oh. Ooh, he's uh he's done done like uh it was, it was kind of scary at first when i saw his head like bounce off the cage i was like oh man y'all get that man some attention yeah but, uh, yeah that's you you don't all i mean all knockouts are bad but when somebody's head bounces off the cage when it bounces off of anything it's just kind of like ooh, that's that's not good no bueno no bueno um, <laughs> this is a random side note. I don't know if you saw, and I don't know if this is real, but I'm assuming it was. It was funny. I guess uh, somebody posted the picture of a uh, you know Gillespie laid out and Kevin uh walking away. I think it was on Instagram. <laughs> he commented up at the bottom, "Bernie Sanders, you bastard." <laughs> 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 and for those who don't know Gregor Gillespie is a uh, from what I heard I didn't know this until like a day or two ago apparently an avid Trump supporter didn't know that that makes
1: but, all the uh, success in the world <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: so uh, uh he did that for the burn I guess <laughs> but, um,
1: feel the burn most
0: right <laughs> but nah man um, I,
1: I like the new Kevin Lee. he looks fo- he's he's focused
0: yeah yeah and you know what I, I didn't realize either I feel like we've seen him fight a ton and I didn't I didn't it didn't hit me until yesterday like oh he's still only 27 yeah like he still got time to really like put this all together and it, it him Hopefully hopefully we see more of this. Uh this this move to TriStar like paying off with Faraz. But this probably was like the perfect time. Like he made it. Um He's fought in a lot of great competition as you do at lightweight and welterweight. Um he's been in a lot of tough fights, lost some really tough fights. So he, he's kinda gotten a lot of guys his age don't have that experience that he does in terms of like consistently fighting like that high level of competition all the time so this this might have been this might be perfect timing for him going to a Feras and him kind of like making adjustments to his game
1: um, I, I I think like the, like more than any damage he's taking cuz he hasn't taken too much damage I don't think like it's not like the uh, the the Ferguson, Iaquinta and like RDA fights were like, oh, I got he got his ass beat from start to finish. So like the the worst he's taken thus far has been the Santos fight where he got knocked out. Um, so it, like it's just a confidence thing. Essentially, it's just a confidence thing. But like this, it, like I I if I was worried about him for anything, it would be okay. Uh, not only did I get a title shot and lost by getting submitted from a position I'm supposed to be strongest in, but I, I made all these improvements and lost and rematched a dude I who I had a close fight with and lost again. And then I tried to move up in wait and then lost again. I guess to a guy who has lost like his last three fights to dudes who have a, seri- a similar stylistic um approach as me. You know what I mean? So yeah. so like my my worry was for him, like okay, you know, all these losses are just going to shock his confidence or drain his confidence and like he, that's probably the most important thing you can have about yourself as a fighter like if you're not confident in what you're doing like you, you're gonna lose like you, you're not gonna be able to pull that trigger and for us I was able to turn around for him so I'm happy for him
0: yeah man I'm, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to seeing him keep improved and even though Gillespie lost I wanna see more of these these lightweights on the rise get these kind of fights. Um Cause, yeah. cause we, we need to see where some of these guys are at. And even though Gillespie lost, like up until he got KO'd, like I said, he, he still looked pretty good. Um so I wanna see more of those guys get these these kind of fights. Um nah, man, really good performance from Kevin Lee. Uh I, I hope the, the the move to TriStar continues to pay off um like i said at only 27 he, he still got a lot left in the tank still got plenty more plenty plenty more left in him and i, I hope it works out man he he looked he looked really good i, I like what i saw and that <laughs> throw, throw throw that in there for uh an honorable mention on, on the list of ko's of the year uh I, that yeah that was oof. yeah get that yeah he needed milk after that one boy yeah death
1: just nothing but death
0: yeah yeah to to the astral plane you go but props to kevin lee man that was an amazing that that was an amazing finish um so that was the main card so moving on like i said changing things around a little bit uh we're gonna call this segment the prelim spotlight um i'll read the results of all the prelims but we're not gonna dive into them but um I guess each of us can pick like one or two prelims briefly that uh, we just want to highlight and talk about. Um, probably terrible because I didn't actually pick mine, so I'm just kind of <laughs> looking through to see what. Because this whole card was good, man. Like
1: yeah, there's not a fight out here that you probably, you should skip. Like they, they were yeah. all good.
0: Yeah, this is this is one of those cards that you do actually need to watch every fight. But if I'm gonna highlight two prelims to pick, um, I'm gonna pick. Uh Edmund Chabazian versus Brad Tavares. And I'm out in this fight because I wasn't I wasn't like completely sold sold on Chabazian. And there's a part of me that kinda still isn't, but
1: Understandably so because he he's been outside the first round once.
0: Right. And but 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 also I, I kinda have to give him props because I didn't think he would kinda walk through Tavares like this. I I thought this would be one of those fights that he maybe would win, but he would probably have to work for it a little bit. Um, but nah, <laughs> he got a he got a, that 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 um that left kind of like pawing jab and then hiding the head kick behind it. Mm-hmm. That finish was whoosh. That was that was beautiful.
1: He um, learned that from Edmund Severdian.
0: and that's a whole another conversation. Like. And you know what's crazy, like as much as I don't want to give Edmund any credit, he has been with Shabazzian since like day one. Since he was ten. Yeah. So it's kinda like I know we feel how we feel about uh yeah, about old boy.
1: Maybe he's like Virgil Hunter where like only the fighters he's been with since day one are the ones he like can actually coach and like make decent. But if Edmund Tavurdian manages to get a second UFC champion.
0: <laughs>
1: tying like Andre Pedaneris for number of UFC champions <laughs> that he's trained. That is like he yeah. wait, would he have one more than Because who else is Sahabi have besides uh besides GSP. I forgot who's over. The- like more than now it's like nobody, but like it's like Ryan Hall and all the other guys he teaches the MRI role to. <laughs> but I, I believe that's one more than Sarah Longo would have between the two of them.
0: Mm. That's crazy. He the <laughs> he the goat. That's wild.
1: Mark Mark Henry has two with uh with Eddie and Frankie. Um that's i I'm missing somebody. Um like, I guess Javier Mendes has two and a half, three, if you count Khabib. Oh, four, four, because he has Luke. Or he had Luke. I don't know if Luke's still there.
0: Uh, Either way, he's a...
1: Uh, he'll have one more than freaking what's-his-name.
0: Yeah. Uh, That's wild.
1: Hume. Ew. Yeah.
0: That's that uh, wild. That's
1: crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. That's that. ah, yeah. Goddamn. What a
0: sport. <laughs> what a sport. Coach Eddie
1: T, greatest coach of all time.
0: Yeah. He overcame the, the front kick. He, we
1: we got to we, we look at Jackson's numbers.
0: His 30 for 30 going to be crazy. <laughs> that's, that's a wild 30 for
1: 30. I have files for but, bankruptcy because Ronda Rousey didn't pay me. <laughs>
0: but I'm going to highlight that one in the second... Um, I feel like I know the two you're gonna highlight, so I'm not gonna do. Um, and you know what? No, know what, no, know what? I'll, I'll highlight the one that I'm pretty sure is the elephant in the room. Uh, Corey Anderson versus Johnny Walker. Uh. Um, man, yeah, we thought Johnny, or we hoped Johnny. You know, this is the fight where we were gonna see who Johnny was. We saw who we saw, Johnny was. <laughs> we saw who Johnny was. And uh, it didn't work out that good, man. Corey uh, came in there, uh, put hands on, on Mr. Johnny Walker, uh, right hand to be specific, and he proceeded to beat the bricks off of Johnny Walker until the rough had to stop it all in, uh, inside of one round. Yeah. And I got to give props to Corey, man. Like He's gotten a lot better. I remember back back, back when he wasn't the most... You know, sometimes he's not the most exciting guy to watch, but I think he's gotten a lot better, just kind of putting it all together. And we saw it. And uh, he caught Johnny Walk with that right hand, uh, gave him the happy feet, and it was over. Corey is uh, a top 205er.
1: Hey, yeah, dude. Four in a row. He's got wins yeah. over Cummins, Ceschera, and um Alir Latifi. Like his striking's been getting better. Like I think we talked yeah. about it after like the Latifi fight. That fight was almost a year ago. Um so he's only been in the gym getting better since then, in theory. Um but he's so much more comfortable just letting his hands go. Um like a, a large part of Johnny Walker's success thus far has been have been guys who just don't know what to do with him. Like Walker was in there uh, fainting with a jab. Uh, changing levels, um, throwing the right hand over the top, like, the, the, the right hand that hurt Walker, give me one second, cause I'm about to, uh, yell this.
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, Corey, um, Lord, have mercy,
1: yeah, um, dude, just, like, the, the level, like, the, Walker got caught reaching because he thought Corey Anderson was changing levels um, to take him down. And he put both arms out there and then proceeded to eat a right hand over the top. Uh, like, like, I guess we have an answer on, like, if Walker is good or not. And the answer is he's athletic. And here's the thing. He could still, like, like I, I saw people act, talking about, like, you know, Corey Anderson was, like, you know, getting knocked out at the, at this point in his UFC career. Um and um who was the other dude? Uh who oh Jan Behovic. But they came to the UFC with like skill sets that were that that were um what's what you call it? That were um that were designed to win fights o- over the course of like three rounds. Like Cory right. Anderson was beasting twenty five eight or whatever For a reason. This is because, like, he he puts pace on people. He, you know, he has a wrestling game he can always go to. Jan Blahovich. you know, BJJ Black Belt, deep well of skills. Had an okay boxing, uh, like, game that won him a couple of fights on the regional scene. um, You know, before it really developed for him in the UFC. But Walker is literally just all tricks, no, no, like, substance. Thus far, yeah, you know, maybe we just haven't seen him go long enough to like see what he can actually do. And three minute um, sprint fights with uh, I don't know Misha Surkinov, uh Corey Anderson, Julio um, Roundtree, and Justin Gaudet haven't been enough to like really get us uh, a good look at him. But if he doesn't develop like an actual game, I don't know what. Like his, like I, I, like, what's to stop this from happening again?
0: Yeah, because it's ha- it, might, it might be one of those losses he probably needed.
1: I mean, but like, here's the thing: he's had this loss before. Like he got knocked yeah, not in in, ju- well, yeah, yeah. in jungle fight. He got knocked out by uh Henrik uh Henrik Silva,
0: and that knockout was yeah. <laughs> he didn't get knocked. <laughs> that knockout was crazy.
1: And That knockout was in like 18 seconds.
0: Yeah. So like, but. I don't know. Walker... Uh, yeah, like, this is Walker's back, back, 20th fight. Back, back to back to the drawing board. That was, a
1: uh... Maybe he needs to buy the drawing board, because, like...
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I was just saying, maybe the knockout on this bigger stage could be like, alright. You know. I really gotta... Now, if this comes out and happens again, nah, I'll be quiet. <laughs> but I'm not gonna write him off yet.
1: Like, I'm not I'm writing, writing him off. off but I'm like, I, I am...
0: But there's concern. Like there's there's valid there's valid concern. Mm. Um, but uh, what 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 two fights would you like to highlight from the prelim?
1: All right. So you, you took one I was going to talk about because I was going to talk about Walker Anderson because I was really impressed with Anderson. Uh. So, but instead, I'll talk Burgos Amir So. I think it's a testament to how good of a grappler Amerikani is that his style of fighting has worked thus far in the UFC, where he, he was able to go, like, what was it, 5-1 and one or something um, before this fight. Because his style of wrestle grappling is just complete sprint, sprinting. Like, to, to the point where it's like, if it, if it ever leaves the first round, you're really curious if he has anything left in the gas tank. Um, and when we saw that here, because Burgos is a big, strong, one forty five er who has some grappling skills of his own, is a, a fairly good wrestler. Um, and while he was not able to break every early first round wrestling exchange with um, Americani, he was able to make Americani work, something that he's not really used to doing when he. Shoots on people. Hmm. So he'll have the back, but uh, Burgos will get to his feet and start fighting hands. And maybe he won't break the grip, but he'll force Americani to try to have to drag him back down to the ground. And that paid dividends because come the second round, Americani was gassed. And the body shots were not helping. Hmm. Burgos was eating him to the body, just straight up devouring him. And then when. Uh, americani would double over trying to like guard his body he would go upstairs and tag him and he ended up dropping him in that round um so it's at this point where i have to throw a big um a big what the hell are you doing to john kavanaugh who knowing what type of fighter americani is you know a wrestler with next to no comfort striking on the feet um Deciding to just throw Amir Khani out there for a third round. Begging him to go get the win for his people. His country.
0: Yeah, bro, that, that ain't going to save him. That, <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, no, no, like, if you're going to send a guy out there who hasn't, like, that, that so, just to be clear, I mean, they should have stopped the fight after the second round. And by that, I mean John Kavanaugh. But if you're gonna send the guy back out there to 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 to, his, to march to his doom, at least give him some real advice. Right. Beyond like I know, like beyond I know you're tired, but think of all the people you'd let down if you lose. Because
0: that's like, bro, them people can't help me. <laughs> they not in here. Exactly.
1: Are you? Are they? Are they coming? Are they? Am I getting backup? Right. Like
0: this? This gladiator speech is not working, bro. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um, Burgos, who just gets friggin' More aggressive as the fight goes on, proceeds in the third round to just lay the fuck into Americani to the point where I'm like, this is going to be a 10 7 round. And it just puts an absolute slacking on the man. Um, God damn I love it, though, Shane Burroughs. Just so fun to watch.
0: He's still. Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a tank, man. He just keeps. like dude uh, just does not stop. Yes. Like, Poor Conley, <laughs> dude, just send mar- send that man to march right off the cliff. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, and I think uh, Burgo struggles with left hander uh, southpaws, which is why Amir did have some success when he did decide to throw that left hand and that jab. But uh, it, it just was too inconsistent. Like he he's a, like he really likes to go back into that cage to force people to chase after him so they can get the takedown. But that's what Burgos wants him to be. Because it just makes it easier to punch him in the body. So, G- Great win for Burgos. Uh, you know, top of featherweight's great. It's just a bunch of really... Great shit, tough fighters. Uh, I would love to see Burgos fight like Ayr Rodriguez or, um, or Josh Emmett. Um... Uh, back even like just one of those dudes um I like to fight, Jeremy Stevens that'd be fun but uh just great overall performance from Burgos happy he's uh it was his two in a row now because he got the submission uh, three in a row um I forgot about the club fight so yeah no great 6-1 the UFC um and my last fight which I did not pick out yet, so give me one second. Um, see, I thought you were going to talk about uh, Jerzinho.
0: I uh, <laughs> I looked at it. <laughs> and I was like, man, I like Arlovski. I, I don't want it. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Like, the, the,
1: there were some good fights on the prelims, uh, uh, the, the early prelims, but um, you know, there was the Arce, Lyman good. Beating the crap out of the Chance for Encounter, but because I think it's a, I think it was an unofficial title eliminator, which, well like, I, yeah, you're gonna put that in your fight pass prelims. But uh, Chikagean versus Jennifer Maya. Um, so I, I saw a lot of Chikagean banter on Twitter before the fight. Because Chikagan comes from the school of punching, the same school of punching and kicking as Holly Holm, where they are very loud and like to punch air. <laughs> but I will give Chikagan credit. Over her last two fights, she has been more willing to, not just more willing, she's been sitting down on her punches. She is, try, like not. I'm not going to say trying to hurt people, but she is. Being more aggressive with her combinations she's be uh, she's sitting less on her bicycle trying to get away from people and she is m- trying to put hands on people and I will give her credit for that because you know it, it, once you have a stigma attached to you it's kind of hard to shake it um, so credit to her for that um, she gets she ends up picking up the unanimous decision win here over uh, Jennifer Maya who kind of just struggled to get um, get a hand on Chikayan because of Chikayan's reach and footwork. Um, so props to Chikayan for the win. She's probably gonna fight Valencia Shevchenko. Uh, my guess would be as early as um, December if they need Chevchenko They need a the title fight for um, if they need a new main event for that Washington D.C. card, or probably as late as February because. They like to keep Joe Janko busy. So, yeah.
0: There we go. And just to recap all the results of the prelims. uh, Corey Anderson knocked out Johnny Walker, round one. Uh, Shane Burgos, TKO, Mack Americani in round three. uh, Edmund Shabazian sent Brad Tavares to the next life in round one. uh, (laughs) Jarzinho Rosenstruck got face-planted Andre Avlowski into like 30 seconds in round one, Caitlin Chukagian Kagan uh, got the unanimous decision over Jennifer Maya. Lyman Good had a really good uh, performance against Chance Renkner, TKO'd him. And round three, and Hakeem Daudu, uh got a split decision win over Julio Arce. Um, All right, so
1: real quick, I know we were only supposed to talk about two fights, but I I have to bring up the uh, the Aronofsky knockout real quick. Oh God.
0: <laughs>
1: so. I'm only bringing it up because of the the finishing sequence. Um, literally, um, Arlovsky throws a right, a shifting right hand, leaping at um at at, at at Rosenstruck as he does so, and gets caught with a check left hook as Rosenstruck is stepping back. Rosenstruck showed him the check left hook before Andre Arlovsky threw that right hand, and it was the funniest thing because he shows the punch, Arlovsky with no regard for what he just saw, throws himself <laughs> at the younger, faster man and proceeds to get knocked out with the punch that Rosenstruck just showed him. Fucking phenomenal.
0: Heavyweight MMA, man. Yes. But Rosenstruck's a problem, man.
1: <laughs> the, the man is... Hits. He hits like a friggin' Mack truck. Yeah. He's like Derek Lewis, except he doesn't get beat up.
0: Right. <laughs> so... He should probably have a big. I mean, and that's a good name to have on your record. So he he's probably lining himself up for a pretty, a pretty big fight next. Um, man, yeah. Shout, shout out to Rosenstruik, RPR velosky Yeah, <laughs> but that was it, man. UFC 244, really good card, man. Really good card from top to bottom, man. So many good fights, a lot of finishes on the prelims um it was an amazing car from top to bottom it just really sucks the way the diaz masvidal fight just kind of ended and it just it kind of sucked the air out of everything but all in all man this is a really good card um i actually did come out of wallet for this and i was i was i was happy I, I think i got my money's worth i was i thoroughly enjoyed wasn't
1: today's card wasn't that card like 75 dollars or some shit
0: no, it's sixty. Oh, okay. Seventy if you uh no, yeah, no, I don't do that. I ain't paying it. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't paying seventy for that.
1: Yeah, no, I, I could have sworn I saw somebody post it. So it was like seventy five dollars.
0: You can do the probably if they you get like HD or 70 if um I know ESPN plus has it for if you pay seventy, you get the pay per view. Somehow it helps you save money. You pay more now, but they take off a price. I forgot how it works, but I'm not dropping it. if I yeah, show me seventy dollars, I'll show you the nearest bootleg link. Don't play with me. <laughs> I, I ain't dropping seventy, But I'll pay like sixty. I feel like I got my money's worth. But no, this this is a, a really good card. Go back and watch it. Like literally watch every fight. All the fights were good. Um it was awesome. Go back and watch the uh Kobolev and Canelo fight. Um PFL, eh <laughs> I ain't gonna rush you to watch that. But watch the Invicta FC uh card we mentioned. Uh, that that card was also really awesome, top to bottom, and it wasn't a really long card. Well, um, aside from most of the fights went to decision, but it it was still a really good, entertaining card. So, go back, watch all the uh, the cards that we mentioned, uh, and real quick, upcoming cards uh, next week we got UFC Moscow, headlined by Shabit, Magomed Magomedsharipov and Calvin Cater. Also on the card: Alexander Volkov versus Greg Hardy, Danny Roberts versus Zelim, Zelim I'm not even gonna try to say this next. Why is Ed Herman on this card? Guys <laughs> Godsmarad Antigula versus Ed Herman, Anthony Rocco Martin, uh, Martin versus Razman Ameev. Um, what else we got on here? Uh, Kaba Rustam Kabalov's on here against Sergey Kanjoko, Joko. Carl Robinson's on the card against Ro- Roman Copilove. Uh Oh, Jessica Rose card versus Penny Kinzai. It looks like a d- pretty decent card. Um, should be a good time. Yep. Definitely looking forward to the main event. That main event's gonna be gonna be some heat. Um, does Velator have anything next?
1: Yes, one? they have a card featuring what up I header right oh, here? Oh yeah,
0: John uh, John Salter. John
1: Salter and uh, Steenus. Costello Stinas, is that his name?
0: Costello Van Stinas. Yes. King Mo is back. Hey. <laughs> against Andrew Capel, Tyrell Fortunes on the card against Azuna.
1: Leslie Smith. Anyanwu. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, Azuna Anyanu, who is a UFC veteran of one fight. Lost a split decision to the Adet, and then they cut him. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Leslie Smith and Arlene Blenkow. Um, and on the prelims, you got Janae Harding versus Amanda Bell. And Romero Kahn. So, you know, this.
0: And Jordan
1: Young. Yeah. And Jordan Young. There you go. Um, there was something else next week. Hold up. I'm not crazy. Uh, let me see. This is Moscow. Bellator. Oh, one. There we go. Joshua. Joshua. Pasio versus Rene Catalan, and Edward Fola versus Amar Sana. There you
0: go. Oh, stamps on the card, no stamp
1: All right, there you go. Um, uh, also, we have boxing next week, sensei. and do you know what that means?
0: Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Are you
1: ready for? I don't even, I still don't know how to say his name.
0: (laughs) He's KSI, I don't
1: care. KSI versus, wait, which, Logan Paul, the main event from the Staples Center for a card also featuring former WBO, oh, I'm sorry, current WBO Super Middleweight Champion, Billy Joe Santos. (laughs) How bad is your career going that you have to... Oh, my God. Just, just um, from the rumor mill, I've heard that uh, they've had troubles actually selling out the Staples Center for the card um, because most of these people's fans are children.
0: Wow. <laughs>
1: so, uh, I, I, I think they vastly overestimate how many like grown adults with actual money care.
0: Yeah, they they had to know this this should have been like they did the first one. It
1: should have been a YouTube pay per view, yeah.
0: Yeah, Because yeah. they would have made a, a ton of money. Yeah. But now yeah, y'all, we I know y'all gonna judge us. Um, but we're talking about that fight.
2: Oh hell
0: yeah. Yeah. Only because I I think I speak for both of us. We don't have attachment to either of these gentlemen. It's it's this is purely a spectacle for us. I mean I'm
1: rooting for Kasai or K or whatever the hell his name is.
0: Oh yeah, he's he's the rapper would be i don't know what he is i don't care the
1: other one the other guy is i don't know if he's the brother or if he is the actual dude who you know is is like electrocuting rats and filming dead people's bodies and putting them on youtube
0: i think that wasn't i don't remember if it's not guilty by association i haven't heard flattering things about either of the brothers so i'm gonna assume both of them are kind of kind of dressed so this is a ksi podcast yeah (laughs) <laughs> no, nah, yeah, we're we're definitely talking that talking about that fight, breaking it down, giving you the play-by-play analysis. Um, <laughs> so next week should be fun. But uh, hey, yeah, that's what we got coming. Uh, no, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. Uh, we mentioned the joke fight. Might as well, I want to mention the serious fight because the man we both fear and respect is fighting this week. Uh, oddly enough, on Thursday, the um, way. Yeah, he will be fighting in the World Boxing Super Series uh Super Bantamweight or it, no Bantamweight. Bantamweight Championship. Um uh tournament final versus uh, Naya, uh I'm sorry, Nonito Donaire. So that's must watch stuff right there. Um Nya in the way another uh contestant for pound for bound best fighter on the planet. Dude's really sc-
0: hot, that, that. That boy hit hard. Yeah, he I love <laughs> that boy. Hit, that man hits ridiculously hard. Yeah, if you've never seen an in away fight, go go look up some highlights on YouTube and then go go check that fight next week. Because that man. Yeah. Yeah. So next week should be fun, man. There'll, there'll be a lot to talk about. So I'm looking forward to it. But we can go ahead and get ready to close out. So we're going to end with a new segment before we close out. Uh, fight recommendations and stuff. Part of the podcast where we'll either recommend you a fight to watch, or if we don't have a specific fight, we'll just give you a maybe an up-and-coming fighter, somebody uh, maybe you don't know about that you should keep an eye on. So the uh, fighter that I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to give you a fight to watch and just a guy you should keep an eye on. Um, hopefully I'm saying his name correctly. Uh, the gentleman's name is Saladin Parnas. S a l a h d i n e Parnasi spelled P a r n a s s e. Um, he is a 21 year old featherweight. Uh, he currently fights in K S W. The fight that I'll recommend you guys watch because it's on YouTube is uh, Saladin Parnasi versus Roman Cizmanski. Uh It was at K S W 58. Sorry, not 58, 48. Um, that fight I believe is on YouTube. But at 21, man, this kid's really good. Um, he has a lot of good upside, really athletic, um, really good striking. Um, I didn't get to see a ton of his ground game because i only watched a few of his fights, but it, it looked solid enough, um, to be at 21, he looked really good. Um, his upcoming fight, which is going down actually in December at KSW 52, um, he'll be facing Ivan Bukinger for, I think it's their vacant, oh, no, 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 a lot, um, Parnassi is the uh, interim featherweight champ. He's defending his interim title against Avin Bukinger at KSW 52. That's going down on December 7th. So, KSW is uh, on the zone. So, if you have the uh, zone, look up this kid. He's For 21 years old, he's really good. I, I have to imagine that if he successfully wins this title and eventually fights the champ, you're going to see him either in a Bellator, in a UFC, or in a major, major organization kid is really really good um so that'll be my fight uh recommendation
1: all right so since we were gone for two weeks so we didn't get to talk about this fight um these other world boxing super serious fight but uh the uh the junior welterweight uh tournament came to a close with a fight between regis prohae and josh taylor from scotland um, and that was one hell of a fight Taylor has one of his eyes closed and still managed to take out a decision. Um, it was a fantastic fight of the year contender-worthy fight. Go give it a watch. Um, it's available on DAZN, but I'm sure you can find it on like Daily Motion um, and you know other non-authentic legal means. Uh, so go get that watch. It was great.
0: There you go. And real quick, before we leave, any uh, closing thoughts? Any uh, last shout-outs you want to give before yeah. we roll out?
1: Yes. So, shots at two people because we didn't get to talk about in the news section, but I, I, I figured I'd just take shots at them anyway. Um, shots at Oscar De La Hoya mm. and Conor McGregor, mm. who got in trouble. For the same reason Uh, sexual assault Uh, Oscar De La Hoya is being sued for a sexual assault um, from a case from what say last earlier this year or last year or was it 2017 I can't remember and Conor McGregor who was hinted at in it in the uh, was it the Suns or the Times the Irish newspaper um, it, it was hinted that he got into trouble again this past year and Sure enough, the New York Times named him S, the um, the 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 suspect in a yet another sexual assault case—the second in less than a year. So, shots at them, and for those people saying, "Well, you know, until proven guilty," um, my response is: where there's smoke, there's fire, and McGregor's. Oh, you know what? Shout out McGregor's boys from um, from uh, SBG, who got into trouble while we were on break for stuffing some po- for trying to like basically kidnap some poor barmaid. You hear about that?
0: No, I did not. Yeah,
1: they tried to stuff her in a car so that she would leave with them. So, you know, it's not been a good month from uh, outside the cage for or ring for uh, combat sports. So,
0: but when is it ever? And yeah, that's true. <laughs> sadly, sadly. Uh,
1: um. Who's on your docket? What's on your docket?
0: I, I didn't really think about. I don't think I have. Uh, I mean, I, I, I guess all I can say is just. Uh, shout, shout out to everybody who's been supporting Walt Harris while he's been going through this. I've seen a lot of people like reposting it, and uh, I can't remember names, but like they've they've upped the price for people to give information.
1: Um, I think it's like a hundred
0: thousand dollars or something. Yeah, it's, it's close to that, and it's it's that sucks, man. I I could only imagine what that guy, what, what Walt Harris is going through. So shout out to everybody who's just kind of been supporting him along the way, um, because you know it's. It's bigger than fighting. Like, it sucks that he had to withdraw from a fight because, like you said, life just got really, weir- really real, like really, like unexpectedly, and you you hate to see it. But it's it's good at least to see people come together, show support, try to you know try try to help him as best you can in a, a situation like that. Um, I think that's all I got. I don't, I don't have any. uh... I probably did have a shot earlier, but I always forget my shots. I always forget who I'm at for the week. So I think that's all I got. I'll, I'll just shout you guys out. Um, but yeah, that's all we got for today's show. So, as always, give this podcast a listen SoundCloud, YouTube, uh, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. Give us looks on social media at the Dojo Talk Podcast Facebook page as well as the Instagram page. Send questions to Podcast at yahoo.com. Uh, hit me and Antaku up on Twitter, me at Serial Sensei, Antaku at GC Zeus, and follow me on Twitch at Serial Sensei where I have been gaming semi-actively during my staycation. But that's about the end. But, boo. <laughs> but I'll still be on there, so you can check me out on Twitch also. Uh, but that's all we got for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. And as always, anytime people are being punched and or kicked in the face, we will be there to talk about it. And until next time, we will catch you guys later.